0: Listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. In the final part of the show, we get a view from Japan with William Pesek, Tokyo based author and journalist. Good morning, William. Good morning. So, I guess um, the most obvious place to start will be the kind of relaxation of yield controls in Japan um, with the BOJ meeting on Friday. What's your take on that?
1: Well, I mean, so far it seems a bit of a, a tempest in a teacup, if you will, right? I mean, when the news first broke, I think people felt the BOJ was making a very significant pivot and a significant statement about at least beginning the process of stepping away from 23 years of quantitative easing. Um, But I think what you've seen since then, A, the the yen is actually weaker right now than it was on on Thursday and Friday. And yesterday, Monday, you saw the Bank of Japan stepping in and buying a significant amount of bonds, which was their way of saying not much has changed. So I think in some ways the the BOJ was trying to have its cake and eat it, too. They wanted to say, look, we are making a tweak, but when 10-year bond yields rose above 0.6%, they panicked a little bit and began intervening in the market. And so here we are a few days later and not much has happened. However, I think, you know, it kind of raises more questions than answers, right? I mean, the question is, where will the BOJ be in six months from now? And also, does the BOJ think that the economy is not strong enough to withstand uh, tapering at this point? And so we just have to kind of wait and see.
0: I mean, you've got inflation at 4%, um, and yet they're still trying to keep yields very or interest rates very low. Um, Do you feel that they probably missed an ideal opportunity to actually ease or get rid of the controls a bit more? Um, And do you feel that they are probably being a bit too cautious or probably missed an opportunity here, right?
1: Yes, 100%. Because I think like in the days before the BOJ was meeting on Thursday and Friday, Global markets were kind of primed. I think global markets were positioning for the BOJ to make a grand statement earlier that day that the Nikkei Asia um, news organization came out and said that uh, there might be a big pivot. And so markets were ready for it, and the BOJ still punted. And I think part of the issue is, I think, you know, Governor Ueda has only been around for three or four months in the job, so maybe you can argue that he's trying to get the lay of the land before he really pulls the cord. But I think in some ways... The BOJ is suggesting that they believe that Japan's financial system might not be ready in their mind to step away from 23 years of quantitative easing. It's rough in some ways for Japan to have this kind of 24-7 ATM situation with the central bank and the BOJ suddenly saying, you know, last call, no more. And so I think in many ways the BOJ really is trying to feel its way around and see where things are. But I think they missed a very important opportunity to at least say, look, change is coming don't panic, but we're working on it. Change is coming, though. They didn't do that.
0: Well, I guess it's a bit of a fear of the unknown. Um, you know, they haven't had this for 23 years, so they're probably thinking, uh, oh, they're probably, there is a little bit of a fear of not knowing what, you know, what would happen if they do start adjusting. Um, I mean, you've got Japan that generally is looking quite positive. On the flip side, you know, across the waters in China, we're on the other side of the scale. Does China have any effect on Japan or the China slowdown? Is that having an effect and maybe that's part of the reason why they're still being a bit cautious?
1: I mean, that could be it. In some ways, you know, The way China's trajectory is not what Japan had expected this year. I do think that if you asked any Japanese investor or policymaker six months ago, they would have said that uh, Japan is going to ride China's post-COVID boom. And that post-COVID boom has not arrived. And if you look at Japan's economic activity, its export activity, Um, Things are not what Japan had expected. So the BOJ could argue that in some ways we're not ready in terms of the economy. But as you mentioned earlier in the intro, uh, Japanese inflation is rising. And the problem is that the yen is weaker today than it was four days from now. And that's a problem when you consider that 95% of the inflation Japan's having is coming from overseas. It's being imported uh, thanks to higher energy prices, thanks to higher food prices, thanks to Vladimir Putin, really. And so anything that forces the yen to weaken a bit exacerbates that problem. So you would think that the BOJ would be telegraphing things, and so that the yen would rise, say, two, three, five percent over the next couple of weeks to at least allay those concerns. And they're not even doing that. So it is interesting that the BOJ, for the most part, remains on autopilot. Days after it could have made a very important gesture, and it had the opportunity to do so.
0: Yeah, but while the yen hurts on imported goods and imp- brings in imported inflation, it's also helped on the other side by making Japan a lot cheaper for the rest of the world, so it probably encourages tourism, uh, maybe a little stimulates a little bit on the export side. So I guess it's a bit of a counterbalance, and maybe the government kind of likes the weaker yen for now because it does stimulate some of that tourism and exports, or am I reading that wrong?
1: No, I mean you're right. I mean, in many ways, uh, tourism is back. I was in Kyoto a few weeks ago, and wow, <laughs> the world is uh, the world is coming Japan's way. I think you know Japan benefits from its reputation for being a, a safe, functional place with uh, with, with re- remarkable food and entertainment assets, and so Japan is suddenly suddenly uh, enjoying that. So the BOJ probably does not want to uh, pull the carpet out from under that dynamic. And there's also the stock market. I think. We shouldn't forget that the Nikkei recently has been rising to about 30-year highs. And the last thing the Bank of Japan wants is to be blamed for killing Japan's best stock rally in decades, one that has Warren Buffett looking this way. And so, you know, it's a very complicated uh, scenario uh, for this new BOJ governor. I don't think he expected a honeymoon when he took over as governor back in March. But I, I don't think he's doing himself any favors at the moment because, again, markets are ready for the BOJ to step away, at least begin to step away from 23 years of QE. And um, so far, they've been unwilling to even telegraph change coming, say, in early 2024.
0: Yeah, I mean, I look at it, and I think stepping away from QE, you give the savers maybe some sort of interest on deposits, they're probably going to start spending that. So you could stimulate other parts of the economy as well. Um, And like I said, if I'm Seeing 4% inflation, and yet my interest rate's at zero, and I'm just getting nothing on savings. I'm in negative balance by saving. But at the same time, you do have a country that does save. So, shouldn't you try and stimulate it in that way as well?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you make a very good point. But I think the Japan situation is a bit more complicated since the uh, the Silicon Valley Bank blow up in the U.S. Um, there's a lot of regional banks in Japan. There's more than 100 regional banks around the country that are already suffering from basically squeezed profits. They're serving regions of the economy that are they're demographically that are in trouble. They're not doing well economically. So these banks are kind of teetering along. And a lot of these banks, rather than loaning money, they just buy government bonds and manage those. And that's, that's their business. And it sounds very Silicon Valley bank-like. So I think part of the BOGA's construction here is that if they pull the rug out from under the bond market, will we blow up a couple of um, you know, regional banks, which becomes... Somewhat of a systemic question about Japan. So I really do think of the BOJ right now as playing a very big game of Jenga. Right, any piece they pull out is going to create instability in other parts of the economy, and arguably they're just filling their way around to figure out where those those problems are. But I think after you mentioned after 23 years of you know QE, um, the political system, the financial system, they really don't want change. I mean, Prime Minister Kashida, his approval ratings are now back in the 30s. And so, you know, the last thing he wants is for the stock market to tank. The last thing he wants is for the BOJ to be putting credit, I mean, rather... I'm sorry, William. we're
0: running out of time, so I've got to cut you. I'm, I'm really time. sorry. All right. I'm sorry to have cut you off there, but um, that no was William Pezak um, with a view from Japan.